So how's everyone's week? Did everyone have a good week this week? Awesome. Generally good? My week was alright. It wasn't the best week. This is a pretty uh, tough week for me. It's a frustrating week. And um, but you know the one thing about when things don't go our way is that when we look at God, we see who He is and who, how constant He is. That just gives us peace. Amen. So that's what kept me going this week. And um, for those who didn't join us the last time we met, it was just about a month ago. We JD right here. He's preaching for us. He's preaching on the soils. Uh, Good soils, bad soils, good seeds and bad seeds. And the month before that, we were taught. I was. I brought the word from Matthew, seeking the kingdom first, which is what this group is kind of called. And we just want to seek the kingdom first. And what I was talking about there was, whatever we read in the Bible, we can take it, we can trust it, it's legit, and we can apply it to our lives. And we know that God is going to pull through for us. We don't have to second guess. We can trust God's word. Anyways, as this week was approaching. Like this, like I said, it was a really bad week for me. It was this distracting week. I couldn't focus. And I was going to preach, and I wanted to talk about obedience. You know, just being obedient, cutting things out of our lives, cutting sin out, and how to practically do that. But God, you know, God is always, changes plans in us, right? He never, when you're sensitive to the Spirit, He tells you what He wants you to say. And I felt like God put something else in my heart that I want to share with you guys tonight. And tonight... It's something that it's going to be, it's really direct. It's, it's not a left, you can't go left or right. It's, it's something that has one purpose, one idea, one, it's one outcome in this. And I want to talk to you guys through, I, I want you guys to look at me and say, like, look, Matt read some books this week and made some grand speech. And I want to talk to you guys in a practical, face-to-face, you know, eye-to-eye, so you guys can apply it to your lives. Because I think this is somewhere where many Christians get mixed up. And myself, I've been mixed up in this for years. And only over the past years, God truly been showing me what and how to view Him. So, though further ado, I just want to open up, if you guys want to open your Bibles, to Romans 5, 1 to 11. It's on the screen. It's like a church, isn't it? So cool. <laughs> well, it's not a church. We're just people gathering. But if you guys want to open your Word, just look there. I'm reading from the NLT. Usually I read from ESV or the NIV, but I just love the way that this came out. It was just, it, I understood it so well. So let's just read it and go from there. So Romans 5, 1, 11. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward sharing in God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they can help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now most people will not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might be willing to die for someone who is especially good. But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us from God's condemnation. 
For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of His Son, while we were still His enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of His Son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. Amen. That's a lot to take in. It's a lot. Like Usually we don't read that many verses. But right there, that's the gospel. That's God's promise. That's God's sovereignty all in one little section. This is what God has done for us. This is where our joy is found. And just if... I want to just highlight and focus on just a couple verses here as we go through what I'm going to say. It's not going to be long, but the parts I want to emphasize is in 5.2 it says, I'm just going to read it. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege. Remember that, undeserved privilege, where we now stand and we can confidently and joyfully look forward down the road in sharing God's glory. And then also, what I want to highlight is, but God showed His great love for us. When it says us, it's not just Paul, whoever wrote this book, it's us. Amen. You, 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 everyone here, us. Now look how many times it says us. But God showed His great love for <laughs> us by sending Christ to die for us Amen. while we, plural, were still sinners. And since we, again, have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, He will certainly save us. So, that's the focus of what I'm focusing on tonight, is you know, God came for us. But, and we all know that, we all heard that, we've all read that, but, is that our focus? Do we actually derive our joy from you can take it off the screen now. Sure. Do we actually take our joy from knowing what I just said, what the Word says? Because I'll tell you what. Christ changed my life. I'm 28 now. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I was having to check. Pants are new. It's an old place. We can laugh. <laughs> Anyways, so I am 28 now. Some of you guys knew me back then. When I was 22, Christ changed my life. He came in and, you know, he showed me. I've been a Christian all my life, been to church all my life, but God, you know, really woke up my heart at 22 years old. And some of these people here in the room were there when that happened. And we all know what happened, right? You know, Izzy, Paula was there, Emmanuel was there. Pretty much everyone was here, well, most of you guys. And we all know what God did in those times. And from 22 to 27, it's been a journey, and I've been learning lots of things from God. And one thing I've learned, and one thing I've always seen, and one thing I've never understood at the same time, is that we can get a room full of believers, we can get fired up, we can get passionate, we can get, you know, jumping for God and doing everything, meeting on Saturdays, Fridays, Sundays, and going crazy for God. But when something happens, something goes wrong when we fall into sin, that fire, that passion, that joy, nowhere to be found. We're back to being nominal. We don't want nothing to do with God. And I've always wondered, why does that happen? Why are so many of us getting on fire and then two weeks later, we're getting apathetic, falling into the same things? And this is where it really gets direct. And this is where, you know, it might not make sense when I first say it. 
but I hope you guys can be with me and understand what I'm trying to get, is I have been seeing over the past couple of years in, in the, my Christian circles, even with myself, that we derive our joy sometimes from our performance mm. with God. We derive our joy and our happiness of how on fire we are. Don't you guys ever, have you ever seen when like everything's all good with Jesus? And you're, you're, do, you're coming here on a Saturday night and you're pumped up for God. Everything's good. But the second you trip up in sin, the second you know you talk to that girl you shouldn't be talking to, that guy, or you, you drink that drink you shouldn't be doing, and you, you fall into the off pattern, you feel like dirty. You don't want to be around God. You feel like, I don't want to go into that Bible study. I don't want to do... You know what I'm talking about, that feeling that, that, that just sucks the life out of you. That joy for God is gone. Why is that joy gone? Did Jesus change what he did? No. no. So why is that joy gone? You, you, are falling, you are falling astray, going off his track. That is why. Exactly. Again, we're going to off, do his will and we're, his we're falling into sin. But let's just say sin happens, because sin's going to happen for all of us. We're all going to sin. What I'm focusing on here is our performance-driven joy and our performance, I mean, and our emotional-driven joy. I know it sounds, we don't, no one really talks about this in this context. But we really have to look at our lives and when we see where does the passion die? Because the title of this sermon, what I, when I set out to, to speak to you guys and brainstorm, it was, where does a Christian get their passion from? That was my, my purpose, my point. And to, to reiterate what I just said is that for the past seven years, I've been around Christians who are on fire. They get on fire two weeks later, a month later, and then they're, you can't see them anymore. They're gone. And it breaks my heart because that's me. You know, when I was 22, 23, when I was on fire for the Lord, I could go a month being good. I'm a good Christian. I'm not swearing. I'm not drinking. I'm not hanging out with the friends I should be hanging out with. I am so happy in the Lord because I'm doing things for the Lord. But then when one thing happens, I curl up in a ball, I pull back, and I just don't feel clean enough for God. I don't feel good enough that God wants to use me. And that's my excuse. As if we were good enough to begin with. And that's not an insult. That's just reality. We're sinful human beings. So, in your life, where do you feel that you, maybe you are evaluating your faith based on your performance as a Christian? So I'm going to tell you, you can come here tonight, you can get pumped up, you can be all full Holy Spirit, and two weeks later, I'll talk to you. And you'll be deflated from God. Mm. You won't be passionate anymore. And people ask me, where do you get your passion, Matt? Why are you so crazy? Why do you... I'll tell you. My passion is not found anymore. Not anymore. In what I do for God. Or how I have you guys. This doesn't make me feel like I'm a better Christian. Because I'll tell you. If I was, my, if I was going off my performance-driven life. I wouldn't have you guys here right now because I'm so dirty, I am so unclean, I am worthless, full of sin. But you know what I realized is that God is unchanging. God does not change. God died on the cross for us. He died on the cross for you, 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 everyone. And He died for us. 
so that we may live with him. He cleanses of our sins. And when we look at that, that's where our joy comes from. Our joy doesn't come from what we're doing. It comes from that Jesus Christ died on the cross for his sins. And that's it. So you have a bad week. You fell into sin this week. You watched some pornography. You, you hung out with a girl you shouldn't hang out with. You did something wrong. Okay, repent. Pick up your cross. Ask God for forgiveness. Ask Him to set you on the right track. But know that God forgave you. And let that be your fuel. Let that be your motivation. Let that be your inspiration to keep going. I'm telling you, you're going to mess up. We got to get out of this routine where we get on fire, then we get off fire, and we wait a month so that we can recuperate and feel like God likes us again, and then jump back into it again, get on fire, then deflate, wait for God to wash us again, and then you know you see the routine. Why are we so face level? Why are we not going beyond the walls? Why are we not going further? It's because we're stuck in this routine, and not every Christian is stuck in this. But I'm speaking from experience experience in this room this this is not a church i'm not trying to make you guys feel good i know some of you guys you guys know me we all know our sins and our faults i want to speak to you guys because i want you guys to be discipled i want you guys to go i want you guys to grow i don't want to tickle your ears i want to pierce your hearts with the truth we need to get out of that routine that routine of sin and you know the, the thing is some of us we don't it's not like we choose to be performance-driven joy or emotionally driven. That's just how we are. When things are good, things are good with God. You notice that? When, when you're having a bad day, you're not so close to God, you don't really care about God. When things are really great, you're like, thank you, Jesus! Woo! Mm-hmm. You can, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so, like I said, one of the things i noticed is that we really... We don't know that we're in it sometimes. And it's, it's, it's a trap. It's truly a trap because we don't realize that we're going in circles and circles and circles. And I've, I've been to ch- I go to church and I see churches full of people that don't know where their joy lies sometimes. And that's not an insult, but that's just the truth. Because if we knew we are, where our joy is, is actually, these places would be erupting with praise. These places would be erupting with obedience. These places wouldn't be so apathetic and lukewarm. We need to know. We need to know our God. We need to know our Jesus. We don't need to just be a good Christian, do good things, and God's going to be happy with me. That's not the way it works. So, I completely butchered everything that I wrote down because I have no clue where I'm at. <laughs> so I'm just going to tie it all in with this I already said the same thing ten times but Jesus Christ is our focus Jesus Christ is where our joy comes from no one else died on the cross for your sins he paid the price for you, 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 you everyone in this room we were all destined for hell Romans, somewhere it says the wage of the sin are death Christ came down, paid the price, paid our debt, said, I got him. Before you were born, before anyone in this room was born, before this world was made up, God already had the plan to send his son as the savior of the world. For past, present, future sins were all covered. And that's where our joy lies. So the next time you're sitting around and you feel like garbage because you know you just fell into sin or you shouldn't be doing shouldn't be doing something, 
Good. You should feel bad. Repent. Turn away. But don't go into the same habit this time. Just remember that God died for me. No matter what happens in this world, Jesus Christ has died for me, paid the price for my sins. And for Him I live forever. It doesn't matter if you're about to die. It doesn't matter if you just got cancer. It doesn't matter if your girlfriend just broke up with you. It doesn't matter if you just lost your job. You have no money in the bank. At the end of the day, you have Jesus and that's all you're ever going to need. You don't need anything else. That's the, the lie of this world, that you need more than Jesus. Jesus will provide. Like we said in the first week, seek the kingdom first, and the Lord will provide everything that you, what? What do you, that you need. need, not that you want, that you need. So that's our confident joy. That's our confident hope. So when you go to church tomorrow, you know, remember, the cross was for you, was for me. We are no longer dead. We are alive in Christ. And that's it. That is it. We are alive in Christ. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> you can say that this is the church too. This is the church. This is the body. They misunderstand, you know. Mm -hmm. It's the capital C church. Yeah. People understand that when they are going to a building with more people, that, that's the mm -hmm. church, you know. But if they are two or three, you know. We're two or three gathered. Yeah. I am with them, right? Yeah. yeah. I think maybe, you know, the best way to respond to something like that is just praying and asking, and asking the Lord, you know, just to to train us to focus our eyes on Him and on His goodness. Because I can say it a thousand times, if you don't realize it for yourself, if you don't realize the goodness of God for yourself, you'll always be in that circle. A circle of good, bad, repent, good, bad, repent, and you will not go further in your faith. So you'll be stuck. We want to grow mature in our faith. So you know, I'm just going to open it up prayer, we're going to pray. It went a lot quicker than I thought. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like we should just pray, you know, ask God for focus, ask God for, we should ask God for focuses in our church, in our congregation, within ourselves, that we may focus on Him no matter what. Because I'm telling you, as persecution is coming one day, I think bad times are going to come, 